Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you feeling? What up? I'm in the building. What you mean, how I'm feeling, man? Come on, man. We beat Italians on this day in 1896. Got them the fuck up out of Ethiopia. So I'm in a good mood. What's up? What happened? Ethiopian forces led by Menelik II beat the shit out of Italians on this day, March 1st, 1896. Ever since then, it's been a free Ethiopia. What? Battle of Adwak. Google it, you motherfuckers. That's what's up. I didn't know that, but I'm not from Ethiopia either, so. That's a fair point. That's not something I would even research. There's no reason for you to know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, now you all know. I know I know some shit that happened in Harvey in 18. Actually, I don't even think Harvey was a city. I don't know. I don't know no shit that happened in Harvey. In 18 ever? 18 nothing. 19? Yeah, I was born in the 1900s. And I lived in Harvey. That is historic. It is. Kelly Uh, Howard, born a day. A day. In Harvey. (laughs) Well, I was born in Blue Island. It's so funny, too. So we still don't know what happened. Because my daughter said to me, she said, oh, Blue Island is a city. I thought you was born on an island. I was like, that's hilarious. And she's so smart, so you would I love think her that she wouldn't know. That makes it perfect for me. Right? Oh, man. Um, hey, what up, y'all? We here. Kelly Talks with Monk. With Monk. Um, mm. We thinking about changing the podcast name to... Don't listen to this shit. Don't listen to this <laughs> shit. Uh, I added this shit right then. That's on me. Yeah, he did. It was originally Don't Listen to This Podcast. Yeah. And we might still do that. We don't know yet. We haven't decided. Today, I'm going to be a better person. But... On today, Monk is specifically being good today because of the defeat from Ethiopia back in the 1800s. Being nice. I'm talking loud. She don't even really need this mic. I'm turned. No, I need the mic, though, because he whispers. I don't whisper. In regular life. I speak in a thoughtful manner. But today, today. Today. Turn up. Turn up. Nigga, I'm going to have to edit that. Did you just see how big that came from? That's, that's where we at. No, we not at that. I, don't, I want to do very minimal editing. But that's... A... That takes time. And time that I spend editing is time I spend away from my kids. So you want me to be a shitty mom? That was a horrible guilt trip you just ran I on. I did. Again. That was I did. Horrible. Absolutely. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. So you just want my marriage to fail is what you're saying. Wow. That's where we at. Okay, well, you know. Um, today, you guys, we're talking about... Um, marriage. Oh. Love and marriage. Love and marriage. Or relationships. You can you can bring whatever and artistry, right? People that are in relationships and in committed situations, but they're married or they're or they're an artist, and it affects them on both ends. I feel like I just went around a circle with that with what I just said, but the point is. We're both artists. We're both married. But I feel like the dynamic of what we experience is completely different on each end. Like, for instance, me, I have the ability to do my art from sunup to sundown if I wanted to. And my husband is the breadwinner for the most part. Versus you on the other end. I have the opportunity to do my art from sunup to sundown and also be the breadwinner so my art has to be monetized i have to eat off my art or whoo shit start getting weird we start eating noodles every night baby start getting sick it's not cool now see what's so interesting about that to me is 
I feel like my art does not get compromised in any way. I feel like mine a lot of times has to be directed a certain way. So I don't get to do it as freely because I have to have some structure. Where when I first, when I was working for uh, the TV station, I pretty much did said whatever I wanted to do when I wasn't on air because my art had an opportunity to grow organically. Right now, it has to be structured. I have to write a certain amount for this project and a certain amount for this project and take these acting lessons, things I might not have done in that particular order if it wasn't for the fact that I have to make money doing this. Now, did you come from structure? Did you come from a household that... Nah. Uh, no? Nah, I was a, I was the only child my mom had in the house and she got home several hours after I got out of school. So most of my time was spent doing whatever I wanted to do. That's how I found it. I didn't really have any structure until I went to uh, prison. Really, and that was it's like you wake up at this time, you, you eat at this ride. time, you, you that'll definitely give you yeah. <laughs> definitely give you some structure. And I was already nineteen at that point, so you know it was it was a matter of breaking bad habits. Anyway, I think for people who went to the military, same thing. If you went to, the, went military, to the military out of a struck out of a non-structured environment, the military gave yeah. you a quick structure. So yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, I intentionally never had structure after prison because I felt like part of being so structured and so regimented was part of the prison process. So you rebelled? So I rebelled against it. When I came home, I was like, I ain't doing nothing that I don't have to do, ever. Went to sleep when I wanted to, woke up when I wanted to for the most part. And when I first started doing stand-up, I wasn't doing TV. So I would get up at 11.30, one o'clock, you know, write a few jokes, go to go start hitting stages about eight, come home about 2.30, three o'clock, watch TV till four or five and go to sleep. What time do you wake up now? Oh, my son, uh, nah, I wake up every day at 7 o'clock with or without an alarm. Doesn't matter what's happening. Kid could be asleep. I wake up every single day at 7 o'clock. But I think that's just because I'm old as shit. <laughs> so old people stop. So old people just mm-hmm. automatically start getting up earlier. Mm-hmm. I think it is definitely something in the brain that triggers you to be a little bit more structured the older you get. Um, and, you know, I, I used to think it was cool to be unstructured, right? I used to think it was cool to be to have shitty credit because everybody has shitty credit or to not have a schedule to say fuck it and do whatever and be wherever and say whatever right I always thought that that shit was okay until I started to look at how my life looked in comparison to people who did have structure it's inefficient it is and you don't get you don't get much done and then you look up and you're like fuck I'm almost 40 what have I done with my life and even if you've done something great have you done it your greatest yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like You could save a lot more time doing things in a particular order. If you know what your goal is, then you know there are certain steps that you, that you should take to get to that goal. If you're just randomly doing shit, you still could get to it. But it's going to take you a lot longer. And some people appreciate that process. I just would rather be efficient with my time. Because like you said, I got a wife I need to figure out time to spend time with. The son I need to spend time with. The daughter I need to spend time with. And I need to breathe. And without some type of structure... I don't have time for all of those things. Right, yeah. That's that's so interesting because as an artist, I have all those things as well. Not a wife, but I have all those things that I need Sorry, to Mike. do. Sorry, she, Mike. She didn't even call you a wife. <laughs> I have all those things I need to do, but I wasn't doing it in any particular order. I was just kind of haphazardly letting my day be whatever it was. And it, it was causing me all types of fucking stress. Yeah, I was stressed out. Well, that's the one thing about... Uh, when you do random things like that, when there's no structure, you a lot of people say, oh, I procrastinate. You don't procrastinate. You just do all kinds of things. And then one day you wake up and go, oh, this thing needs to be done. 
all of these other things you could have done anytime you wanted to but this thing needed to be done so you're left scrambling and then you start tricking yourself by saying well i work better under pressure you know what you work better with when you have no pressure you can relax and actually focus on doing what you need to do yeah and if it t if you have three weeks to do a project and you do a little bit of that project every day you never feel stressed out if you have three weeks to do a project and your mind says i got three weeks i got time so today i'm not going to do anything towards that project i'm going to do these other things that are unrelated and really aren't going to benefit me but i feel like doing those things all of a sudden two and a half weeks goes by and now you got four days left to do this project and you going oh shit i gotta scramble so the next four days are packed with you just doing this one thing you have to do and when you have to do it it becomes a chore now it's not fun now do you think having a a, a wife and a, a daughter has forced you to be that person that gets shit done or was you like that before them uh i was i was focused before my wife but uh, and I do this every time when my daughter was born, I went from being a car salesman who sold as many cars as I felt like that month because, you know, I was really only paying for myself. And as soon as I found out my, my daughter was on her way, I uh, really pressed and, and got focused and became salesman of the month. And, and uh, I became a manager in like eight more months. Like it just I, I became a lot more focused. And then when the divorce happened. You know, I started figuring out what I wanted to do and it became, you know, comedy came, became a bigger part of my life. But I wasn't so much structured as I was working very hard. And those aren't it's the driven. same things. Yeah, no, they're very not. Very driven. I would go to, I would do shows every single night trying to get better, trying to get better, trying to get better. But I didn't have a process of writing every single day, writing this particular type of material on Mondays, this type on Tuesdays, a spec script on Wednesdays, an acting class on Thursdays. That kind of structure didn't happen until my son was born. And that happened because I started to realize that I, this can't be um, a habit. I mean, this can't be a, a hobby. This has to be something that I'm focused on if this is gonna be the way I'm gonna make money for my family. I have to treat it like a job. And I've avoided treating comedy like a job my whole career until now. But now it is a job. And I, I, I haven't fallen out of love with comedy because I still enjoy this job. But it is now absolutely my job i need to find a way to make money doing this every time i do it or i'm taking time away from my family for nothing yeah that's so yeah mike being the primary uh breadwinner and paying all the bills and things like that it gives me a lot of flexibility to either take this seriously or not but i have always been one of those type of people that were, was independent and self-sufficient and so I, I work my ass off i will work two three jobs um to get the things that I wanted. And I never had anybody to help me with that. I never even thought about having, I never even thought I would be married, let alone married in a position that I am where I don't have to work, you know? And so thinking about that makes me feel like shit when I don't do, <laughs> when I don't do anything in regards to my career. Like I, I, at one point, it didn't make me, I would get up, I would watch TV, I would bum around the house, I would chew, I would always clean the house. That's one thing that I would do, is I would make sure the house was clean just because I don't like living in filth. And then too, I felt, you know, I think that to an extent, and not to um, veer in a different direction, I think that sometimes people have to go through a process, right? So I had to go through that process of cleaning every day and putting that more important than my my career right and putting that more important in my writing and then I had to eventually develop the habit of writing every day and then making that sort of kind of important but then stopping and doing my uh my, my laundry instead and, and and 
watching a, a quick movie in the middle of it. Just learning you how know, to balance. I had to do that. I had to go through those things to to ex- to let me know what felt right or good yeah. because a lot of times we do so much bullshit, right? That we don't take a break, we don't rest, we don't, and then we look up and we've spent ten years doing the same bullshit and we haven't gotten anywhere with it. Yeah, I, I think you know the communication part between spouses is big because my wife uh, sometimes feels that same guilt. Like this, I, I put pressure on myself to be a breadwinner, not because you know I'm the man or I have to. It's just that's the position that we're in, and my daughter, my uh, my wife being such a great mother i'd like for her to continue to have that freedom to focus on that if that's what she wants to do by the same token my wife has a master's degree uh, and is a cpa so if she wanted to she could absolutely go out and make a shit ton of money so there's that piece of my wife that is guilty sometimes and she's expressed to me that you know i feel bad like i'm all the pressures on you to earn money. I'm not doing enough. And I'm not doing my part. And yeah. I'm looking at my son smiling and clean and diapers changed and healthy and growing. And I'm going, you're absolutely doing your part because I can't do that. You know, there's a there's a difference between I would do that. You know, we should share this this burden financially. Cool, but I can't breastfeed him. You know, what I mean, you know, that's, that's the a good that point. I can't do it all. That communication. That's a really good point because me and Mike went through a period where we would bump heads all the time all the fucking time and the reason why is because i was assuming one thing and he was assuming another so i was feeling guilty about not working and i was assuming that he also felt like i should get up off my ass and do xyz and then he was feeling like he you know that i was thinking a certain thing and we didn't have any way of of knowing really what the truth was until we started to communicate and started to bring things up and talk about them and when i talked about some of the see it and then i actually end up bringing out the reality that I had depression, right? right? And that I had all these other things that I was dealing with. That's why I cleaned up instead of doing and I mean depression's come in so many different forms. Mm-hmm. So you can't necessarily say, "Oh, where well, you're getting up and you're cleaning up, so that's not depression." Right. No, that's a way of of masking the depression. You're trying to manage it. Trying right? to manage it exactly because your mind is all over the place and you're trying to figure out something to do to feel important. Mm-hmm. And so I would do these little things and clean up and and run and do all his little tasks, right? Run to the cleaners and make sure that all his shit was done for him because you, that was now you resenting him because I'm doing everything on that end, and like you, right. and and then let him come in the house and eat some shit and leave the bowl on the counter, and it's like, nigga, too much it wasn't a bowl on the counter when you, you know what I'm saying? When you got here, like, why, why would you do that, or why would you, you know, uh, leave your shoes in the middle of the floor and you see that I just swept and it's clean and it's well put together, and it's like I was noticing that I was valuing certain things and assuming that he didn't value those things or he didn't make those things a priority, which caused a lot of fucking stress well, it's, in it's our a, house. The, 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 the communication part, the part where you make a decision without discussing it with the other person and not a decision for yourself, but a de- decision about what they're thinking. That's where it all gets weird yes. because I sometimes make, make the decision that I shouldn't be out doing stand-up as often as I am. Sometimes my wife will say something and I hear are you coming straight back from the show because you spend too much time out at the club? And she ain't even said that shit. And that's shit. not what she's saying. <laughs> what she's saying is, do you have one? are you doing one show or two tonight? That's all she's asked. What I heard was, are you going to be out till 1 o'clock? Because I'm tired of you coming in here at 1 o'clock. I'm doing everything by myself. That's not what she's saying at all. She's saying, hey, I'm just wondering what time you're going to get back. I might stay up. 
I might go to sleep. If you come in straight back, then maybe I'll stay up a little while and we can watch a movie. If not, then I'll take a nap. So when you do come home, I'll be up. Now that I think I about this, a whole different conversation in now my that I, head. Now that I think about this, though, this is not even about artists per se. No, this is, this is about relationships yeah. in in general. Because even if you guys work two jobs and one person is doing the most around the house and one person is making more than the other person, so maybe they're paying a little bit more on the bills. If you don't communicate about whose responsibility is what or who prefers to do what, or even if, um. You guys just both decide that, okay, you're better with right. this than I am. So you handle this and I'll handle this because I'm better with that. And it's like those 50, little... 50-50 is the lie. It's never 50-50. It's never 50-50. That's the lie. People, I want 50-50 in my relationship. Well, it's never 50 It's never 50. that way because some people just have... better. Like me, I'm, I'm so much better at balancing the child, the children's schedules as mm -hmm. far as like... Um, parent-teach conference and making sure that their sports stuff is taken care of and signed and paid for making sure they're registered making sure that they have whatever they need from sanitary napkins to body wash to new socks if they tell me they need it i make sure that i'm gonna get that I, we never run out of toilet tissue at home we never run out of uh um napkins we never run out of dish soap you know why because when i see it getting low i put that on my mental rolodex to make sure that shit gets taken care of but that's something that i know for sure my husband would drop the ball on you know on a lot in a lot of different ways i'll be wiping your ass with paper towels yeah, for yeah. A days. but at the same time it's a lot of things that he do you know that i would have never even thought to do and and especially when it comes around money it's handled about m managing money and managing money properly like he's set up you know, IRAs and different things. And then he's invested in different things that I didn't even have no idea about. But he's like, yeah, you know, I did this investment. I thought it was a great idea, you know, and you would think that that's something you should have a conversation you should have with your mate, but not necessarily if your mate is not money savvy. Well, it's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they, and they don't think about money trusting. like that. Yeah, There's a point where you start trusting that they have their part handled and you have your part handled. Yeah. And, I, and I will say that money is one of those things that I almost always suggest that people have the discussion about because we know that divorce rates and breakup rates are higher because of financial issues. But there's also that place where you've got a good routine going. You know what they're good at. Hey, every now and then I'm going to check in. Hey, we good? How much we got? We straight? All right, that's cool. That's all I need to know in that particular mm -hmm. conversation because when it boils down to it, what's happening is someone is always feeling, if, if you're not communicating, someone is always feeling uh, like they're doing more and then yeah. the other person is feeling like well I'm doing more yeah. and both of you can't be doing more Some, some somebody's wrong yeah. and it's usually both sides both sides are wrong because I'm focused on the fact that I'm the only one bringing money in this house you should be happy that you have the freedom to not worry about money and she's saying you ain't cleaned nothing up yet right I'm doing all of the legwork here and I'm going, yeah, there is no here without me having money. And you're like, yeah, there's no way for you to come home and lay your head peacefully without me doing that. And instead of us going, hey, what can I help you with? Yep. And that's what it is. It's like trying to find that balance because I've noticed with it's just some things that Mike is just not going to do. It's just not not because he doesn't want to do them, just because that's not what's on his fucking mind. He's not thinking about making sure that he puts the box of cereal back in the cabinet. That's a big thing to acknowledging <laughs> that in order for you, you have to be wired a certain way. Like I come home. My first thought is I'm going to kiss my wife. I'm going to hug my kid. I'm going to grab something to eat. I'm going to sit down and rest. And the reason why is I've been out all day trying to figure out how to make a regular fucking conversation funny. 
I've yeah. been trying to figure out how me looking at this dude walking down the street smiling for no fucking reason. Who are you smiling at, weirdo? I'm trying to figure <laughs> out why this man who's not talking on his phone, who's not making eye contact with me, is just smiling and it's fucking my head up and it's hilarious to me, but I can't figure out how to say it on stage or where I should put it in a sketch and it's blowing me. So now I'm home, but I'm still not home. Right, because mentally you still focus on your right. your your career, and, and my wife what's is wondering why I have this bowl sitting on me on the beside me on the couch empty for the last thirty minutes, and it's because I'm still thinking of that. And she's like, I don't give a fuck that you think of that. Get that goddamn bowl off the couch. What's wrong with you? That's weird. Yeah. And so, or don't leave food where the dogs can get them. And then you wonder why the hell they get sick. And you're like, well, oh, I forgot it was up there. And I'm like, you can't do shit like that. But I've accepted that it's just some things that he just will not do or or not remember to do because it's just not a part of how he functions but that's okay because i know for a fact that i my car note that's damn near six hundred dollars is paid every month you know what i'm saying and you ain't thought to pay it you ain't even thought about it my the insurance is paid like i don't i don't have to worry about gas if i don't want to deal with that if i want to go and use joint account to get gas i'm not gonna have to hear a conversation about that i can go to target which our target card is linked to his account, his personal account. I can go to Target and ball out and that's at two hundred dollars, and not it. have to hear a conversation about that. And I know those things. But you've had the conversation. But that's we why have you don't had have the, conversation. the conversation now. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. The, the the you know people talk about communicating, communicating, communicate, 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 and you can't say it enough. It's communicate until you know, and then communicate later to make sure nothing's changed. Because yeah. the other part of being in a relationship is it's not static. So, mm -hmm. yeah, your lady told you she hated XYZ two months ago. And now, all of a sudden, she seems focused on XYZ. And you're like, you're a hypocrite. No, she's a fucking human being. And, and, and maybe she's and changed change. her goddamn mind. And she didn't think to tell you when she changed her mind. Yeah. So that, you know, that part happens. You know, if it, you have to check in. Now, I do think you with, art, I do think with artists and being married or being in committed relationships... A couple things happen. One, if the person is not an artist, the person that you're with, we automatically assume they don't understand us. Yeah. As if they don't have the same human qualities, yeah. right? So we like, no, I'm fucked up. I got shit going on in my head and you don't get it, right? It's like, I am too. I just don't have art to fucking get it out. Yeah, it's, it's like, that's not how I, about. that's not how I, yeah. And so you think about that. And then if the person is an artist, you assume that they're so fucked up, like you're so fucked up, yeah. that it'll never work out. And it's always that thing in the back of your head, like, this isn't going to work because he's too fucked up and I'm too fucked up. But My wife I and I are fucked up in different ways and both of us recognize the ways we're fucked up. And it complements each yeah. other almost. Like, yes, me and him understand. And you know what? I think the biggest issue is when we, when we have fucked up, and I don't want to keep calling it fucked up, when we have flawed habits that we've reinforced and sometimes flawed wiring and sometimes flawed wiring that we've reinforced over the years of doing the same shit over and over again we get into these committed relationships and or marriages and we expect this person to have the ability to save us right yeah. the person to have the ability to keep us from fix going us. crazy fix us yeah fix us and i didn't i don't think our marriage started to actually flourish until i realized that mike can't fix me yeah. He can't save me. He can pay all the fucking bills, but that doesn't heal me. Right. That doesn't make my life any better. My life being better has to come from within myself. I have to figure out how to do that. I have to work on me every day. Like Jim Rohn said, <laughs> um, they say motivation doesn't last. He said, yeah, that's why you do it every day. Just like we take showers. 
every day. I get up every day and I love my wife. It's, it's a, a process. It's, a, it's an intentional thing. Yes. Sometimes I don't get out of the bed until I think it because, you, you know what I mean? Like I get out of bed I, today, I love the shit out of this woman. And it's not because she's done anything wrong or I'm mad at her, but I have to remind myself to make that part of my day because you can go days without acknowledging that's part of your world. Yeah. And all of a sudden that person starts feeling like, well, shit, all you care about is being funny. Yeah. You kiss the baby every time you come in the house. You 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 cook and you make. But what? where's our thing? Because we put this together. Me and you are the reason that this baby exists. Me and you stood up and and, and pledged to be with each other yeah. in this marriage. So right now you're taking me for granted. So some there, there are a lot of mornings where I get up and the first thing I think is, I love this person. And I, how can I show her that today? And it might be something as simple as bringing her home some dark chocolate. She loves super dark. It's not even chocolate. It's cacao. And I'll just bring it home. And, hey, what babe, the fuck thought about you today? It's cacao. It's uh, it's really what the best cocoa ever. It's pure chocolate. Oh God! Oh. Eat you some. Uh, you can get it at Walgreens. Uh, it's anyway. Uh, All right. That's her thing, though. You know what I mean? And I know she likes it. And maybe three or four days have gone by, and we haven't gone out because she's breastfeeding, and I'm doing two, three shows a night. We haven't spent any actual time together. Just that simple act of me bringing her chocolate home sometimes makes her, oh, he thought about me. That's that's the purpose of the chocolate. It's not because I want her to eat chocolate. Mine is a pack of blunts for it, Mike. Right. I'll He's, come in the house with him. I'll be like, babe, look, I picked you up this. And he'll be like, oh, my nigga. thank you. <laughs> yes, he'll be like, I, had, I was on my last one. Oh, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> uh, right. It's, but it's, those, it's, and it, I don't even smoke. So it's just like stopping to do those things, going to a gas station thing. and making that one of the things I do yeah. when I didn't have to stop at all. Absolutely. You know, it's yeah. Just the, it's the small You're considering stuff me. You're thinking that of me. you've done that lets me know that I was on your mind at some point because we might we don't have time like we used to you know my wife and i before she got pregnant we would spend hours just me and her doing nothing like holding her hand watching tv go for a walk go to a restaurant that she wants to try baby's here now he doesn't give a shit about our <laughs> quiet time you understand me he doesn't give a fuck about y'all ain't been able to have sex recently yeah could you go to sleep for a couple hours nah i ain't really gonna do that either fam uh, I go around four o'clock. Y'all want to get up and fuck at four? <laughs> right. I'm going to not do that, bro. I'll be sleeping four. Well, I guess y'all ain't fucking tonight. <laughs> and he's grinning. And that, that's, but that's what it is. There's still, your relationship has to be strong enough that when you can't do what you enjoy doing with each other, you still want to push through because you want to get back to that place. Because you know that. And not even getting back to that place, but you just want to evolve to a place where things are good and yeah. you guys can appreciate each other and that comes with the small appreciations and the little considerations i feel like a person that's not considerate is like such a dickhead like i hate inconsiderate people i try to understand that some people are just not mindful mm -hmm. and they do certain things and eventually maybe they'll figure that out on their own like i have this goddamn couple yeah, I think I think there's a difference between I just I have I a couple about that unmindful. And yeah, yes, it's, it's 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 such a big and I think about that. I'm like, this person is not inconsiderate. They're just not mindful. They move so fast that they don't think about these things. Right. So it's not like oh, I'm a I'm a be an asshole and bump into this person. No, it's that I'm so focused on this email I'm trying to send that I'm not mindful that I'm standing around people in this grocery store. Right. You know what I mean? And so I have to really think about that. With, with especially with my neighbors that they drive this minivan and they got two kids and they always I don't even give a shit if you're if it's a car parked there or 
if it's not a car park there, they always park over the line. They pull in however they pulled in, right? So if you turn in, you're making a, a right into the parking spot. You know how m most likely, unless you are able to, and they have a minivan. So unless so you're, you're able to, back, to back you're out. gonna have to back back out Ain't and nice. straighten it. They they never, they never do it. They never, when I say they never do that shit, they never do it. And, it, and sometimes they be so close to my car. I even saw like a little dent on my car. And, give them the hands. and I know that it probably came from either one of them or one of their children, but I can't verify that. So I can't say anything about it. And one day I found myself allowing that shit to bother me because how many kids they had? Uh, I think a little boy and a little girl. And, what, oh my God. Yeah. Age? It's a little boy and a little girl. The little girl is probably like about four, mm -hmm. three or four. And the little boy is about, about the same age. They might be twins. I don't know. But I know that, okay. I know that like this morning, it was yelling outside my window and I live in I live in a very affluent north suburb <laughs> so it was yelling and I'm, I'm I went to the window to see what was happening and and she's yelling come on you can do it Tyler jump jump and she's like yelling and I'm like bitch everybody can hear you everybody and I'm thinking to myself of how rude that is but then I was like you know what she's Wrapped up in her kids. She's wrapped up in her. She's spending time with her children right now. And she's not even thinking about her noise levels. And this is just how they are. And they got all these stickers about green and love on these cars. They're super hippie-ish type people. But I just want them to be more mindful. And so I have to remember that because one day I was, they pulled in a parking spot. And uh, I, re I usually reverse in. And the guy was telling me that, hey, they don't want you reversing in anymore. They're starting to give tickets for that because we have a sticker on the back of a we park in a in a sign lot oh, and, and it's a sticker on the back. Yeah. So I think what they do is they just drive down to see if everybody had a sticker. So if you park backwards, they have to get out mm -hmm. and go around and look to see if you have it. Right. So um, he was like, they don't want us parking backwards anymore. And I, I had already gotten out of my car and started walking. And he was like, you know, just so you know, and I was like, all right, I'll move it later. And I just like, I just like shoot him off i was so like irritated with him because his kids was like in the back of the van at, like standing and jumping around the back of the van at the time and i was so irritated with mean, him Kelly? i was mean i was uh, mean i was mean and i was irritated with him and his inconsideration right. but then i thought about that and that fucking i'll do it later that it, that 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 blow off bothered me for like a week it really did because it was really the blow off for every time you park you park across the line yes like, that's what it was yes that's what it you was it was like bitch you don't ever but like you're gonna tell me about my parking nigga parking one spot you, parking one you know fucking what? You spot you can say a whole lot of words to me parking better not in, in any of the motherfuckers <laughs> do you understand man? the word p nothing with a p you better say nothing with a p with me you can't even sing no parking on the dance floor and i love that fucking <laughs> song but if i hear you playing i'm gonna fuck you up That's yes <laughs> that is how i felt about it i was so irritated but i realized that it wasn't that they just are not mindful people right they're not mindful, and we are actually we, this we world. We never know what they're mindful of. They may be they're mindful of everything else. They're mindful of saving the planet. Yeah, they're mindful of making sure trees are planted. Exactly. They're mindful of keeping the water clean. They're mindful of eating healthy. But they ain't mindful but about that goddamn parking. Don't give a shit about that line. <laughs> Fuck that line. And the and the lot redid. They redid the lot. So they're my fresh yellow lines. You know what I mean? I know like, you can see it. I know you can see this line. Oh my god! It was so. It's so. I love your neighbors. They're now my friends. It's so irritating, but thinking about that though, to to spin this all back around to where we were um, going in the first place, and to wrap this up, is I think that consideration and mindfulness and communication is what keeps marriages 
and relationships flourishing and happy and and headed in the right direction i don't care how broke you guys are money does cause stress absolutely but i feel like even in the tightest circumstances if you acknowledge the person's efforts yeah it, it makes a world of difference like i know we struggling right now but i see you trying and i see you trying right? every day so we're, but that's the other thing is and th that's a big deal too uh i remember my my mother-in-law sending me a text message one night uh and it said something to the effect of hey i know it's tough right now because again keep in mind i've had nothing but success for six straight years i've never wondered where's my next check coming from have not ever and then last year and within a span of six or seven months touch vision was gone nightly show was gone and the only money that i had coming in was for me doing stand-up yeah i haven't experienced any of that anxiety up until that point so my wife has only known me in a place where financially all my money is good you don't have to work because it's absolutely taken care of and then all of a sudden that changed and i had to be very mindful myself of not changing my personality towards her because i was dealing with that part but the only way i could do that was to let her know hey this is different for me i'm not used to not i'm having struggling with this every two weeks some money is guaranteed yeah. to be there no matter what i do yeah so it's, so it's a struggle for me so you need to be aware of that so that if i seem off you know it's not you it's not personal it's and then people and we got to know that we have to know that as mates that this is not because of me right. mike has definitely had times where we were close monetarily to to mm -hmm. places he's never like and he's always been very good with money so he was like ever since i bought my condo and i got to a point where i was able to afford on my own i've never i've always had money in the savings right. i've never had to question where my next dollar is going to come from right. and we got to a point where his savings was depleted and money was real tight and i saw the anxiety and i saw the difference in him and and and, and just his behaviors and he came to me and was like look you know, I don't want to seem like I'm being aggressive or evil or negative towards you, but mm -hmm. I've never been here. And right. this hurts. This is hard for me well, to deal with. And when a guy when a guy comes and tells you that, yeah. when a guy comes and tells you that, what do you do exactly? Do you say, well, it shouldn't hurt, bitch. You should learn how to manage Man your emotions up. better. Yeah. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like, no, it's like you, you respect that almost because it's like you didn't even have to tell me that. And yeah. I think that we sometimes ignore or, or just um, completely overlook when somebody has opened up to us and yeah. told us something very important that we didn't know about them we say oh you 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 struggle with financial hardship now nah. because i come <laughs> because i come from financial hardship we've always lived check to check we've all right. li always lived with with less than a dollar in a, in a in a checking account hoping that that automatic payment don't come through you also know what i'm saying like <laughs> the way the world is structured though a lot of us are conditioned men especially to um assign value to themselves based, based on, on money. income yeah and so when it's not straight some men feel like their manhood itself is compromised and that's where this whole thing get, it's where some more violence and and uh not to say that wealthy people aren't violent but a lot of domestic violence happens in these relationships where people don't have money because this is your only way to exert your dominance and so you have these men who are unhealthy are finding unhealthy ways to be men because they're not men in these other ways that they were taught they're supposed to be you're not the head of your household you're not financially stable you're not this you're not that you know what i still whoop your ass right and that's, <laughs> that's an unhealthy outgrowth of not being able to say 
hey man, when I don't have money, I feel like less of a man. And having someone say, you're no more or less of a man with or without money, you still ain't shit when you got money. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so being able to have that conversation, and art, you know, being an artist and having that, we have to be honest enough to say we're still real people. Yeah, I'm an artist and I, I like to create and I like to be organic and everything should be authentic and real and have an emotion attached to it. But motherfucker, can you talk to me? like a regular human being and help me to see what you're saying and what you're going through. And if you can't, being an artist is just a cool ass way to say I'm a dickhead who doesn't communicate like normal people. Yeah. So yeah, we have to It has to nothing learn to do with talk. being an artist cuz if you weren't an artist, you'd still be this dickhead that you didn't still, know how to communicate. <laughs> so you'd be a dickhead not. lawyer that don't know how to communicate or a dickhead doctor that don't know no, how to communicate not like or whatever. Those. And there are, there are. So, um I felt like this was a good combo. I liked it. Dipset. Yeah, and uh hopefully somebody out here gonna have a better relationship because of this shit Not or break me. up with your insignificant other if this isn't the relationship that you're in <laughs> and the person that you with doesn't want to work on it they're not your significant other they're your insignificant other let's make this break up mondays or whatever day it is you hear this podcast do not listen to this podcast break up monday you apps accidentally listen to it this is break up mondays if your partner ain't <laughs> willing to work with you to make this shit stronger get that motherfucker out you gotta house. be willing to work y'all have to be willing you both have to be willing to work yeah, on fellas yourselves. if you're listening to this podcast and you ain't on the lease get your shit together for you fuck around and be sitting on the front step somewhere with your Xbox like on top of your motherfucking sneaker box. Flintstones, nigga. Just like the lion. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly like, talks to a monk. I'm out.